Colorado Springs. Nearly 500,000 people. Olympic City, USA. Garden of the Gods. Pikes Peak. It's a growing city. Our local government has a lot of employees. What exactly do they do? How does it impact my life? This is where you find out. Behind the Springs, an inside look at your local government. What do you know about Colorado Springs utilities? Maybe it's the name you see on your utility bill, or you visited their website for water-saving tips, or you've noticed one of their service vehicles in your neighborhood. But as you can imagine, there is a lot more to your utility company, and I can almost guarantee you're going, you're going to learn something new during this conversation on Behind the Springs. My name is Jen Schrader, and I'm happy to welcome the CEO of Colorado Springs Utilities, Aram Benjamin, as my guest today. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Jen. Thank you for having me. We're so happy to have you. And before I ask you some questions, I want to give people a little background about Aram, um, who joined Colorado Springs Utilities in 2015 as the general manager of energy supply. He was named CEO in 2018. He has nearly four decades of experience in public utilities and is in the midst of a very exciting time in the industry. Many changes, many projects on the horizon. We'll get to some of them, but... um, once before we dive into that important work as CEO, I want to talk to you about your personal background. What brought you to Colorado Springs, and whatever you're willing to tell us about. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the exciting topics we want to talk about. But just a brief background on myself. So I came to the United States as a teenager and uh, started my uh, engineering school back in 1977. So very came uh, from from Lebanon, Beirut, okay. Lebanon. So. As a 19-year-old, um, you know, going to school, uh, my first uh, school was uh, California State University, Los Angeles, and that's where I went to the engineering school and graduated. In 1980, I started work for the City of Los Angeles Department of Water and Power, and that has been my career for the 35 years before I decided to change scenery, and, and Colorado Springs Utilities was a perfect match for what I've been trained on 35 years. So. Uh, when I was looking for uh, potential employers, uh, Colorado Springs Utilities was a perfect uh, place for not only a place to live, but also a place to continue the public service that I've had in uh, Los Angeles. So that that's where uh, that's where my uh, uh, nineteen I mean twenty fifteen is when I got uh, the job as the general manager of energy supply and. Uh, in 2018, I became the CEO of the utilities. So what do you think about Colorado? Does it feel like I, home? I, every day I, 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 I look at the nature and I look at the community and I look at the surroundings and, and the quality of life around me. And I think I go back and I made the right choice and I made the right decision to move. Uh, you know, with uh, Mary 35, 36 years and having two adult kids uh, born and raised in Los Angeles, it was kind of a a good change for me and my wife Sona to uh, move to a community that's so welcoming and so beautiful all across the the, the state and especially Colorado Springs. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you're here to stay. We're lucky to have you. So a, you. a lot of people might wonder, um, you know, what does the CEO do? And I'm sure you don't have a typical day in the life, right? It's probably very different every day. It is, it is a kind of exciting, you know, uh, I tell people um, that every morning I wake up, you know, I can't wait to come to work because it is a new day. It is new challenges. It is something that uh, is basically what we do every day to make sure the city and the utilities and, and the workers and the citizens of this uh, city are taken care of. So 
I think every day is different, but it, but it's every day is something that I look forward to to come to work and and actually look at the the uh, improvements and the impacts we make to make sure everybody else doesn't have to worry about the utilities and doesn't have to worry about the services that we provide. Yeah, if you're not thinking about it, it's a good yeah, thing. That's what probably. we want. It's a good day, yes. But let's think about it for a little while because uh, we want to talk about Colorado Springs Utilities. It's community-owned. Can you tell us what that means and kind of give us a general idea of how utilities is connected to the city and um, just kind of that, that relationship? Yeah, so we have about 28 publicly-owned utilities in the state of Colorado, and we are the largest publicly-owned, meaning that the public owns the utility. It's not for-profit. It's not uh, a utility that uh, has shareholders and, 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 and investors you know, to make profit out of the services that they provide. So we're a little bit different model than a privately owned utility, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and that gives us the, the responsibility that we have as publicly owned utility. We have a certain obligations to serve the city and make sure that every decision we make, every project we put in place, every uh, product that we offer to our citizens are basically driven by the, the people that own this utility. So uh, we do have a different perspective of what our role is as public servants and the way we uh, portray ourselves and the way we serve the city is a little bit different than an investor-owned utility who has to cater to the, state, uh, the, the, the investors and, and the stockholders. And, and it is a different model. And uh, I think we, we've been around for over 100, 100 years, and, and I think that's a model that has worked, and we want to make sure that that's a model that serves the city well. Okay, and so how has the, um, oh, speaking over the years and being 100 years old, how's that industry changed over the years, and what, what does it mean for a city, you know, what's happening right now? We're, we're in a big time of change. It is. It is, it is exciting to see, because we did, uh, you know, go back, going back 100 years, we've, we've gone through several cycles of changes. So change is not something new, except what we're seeing because of the technology and because of all the things that we have to do in order for us to change the traditional model of utilities, whether it's a power delivery or water delivery or any of the services that we have for wastewater and gas, we are seeing trends that are, they are not scary and they're not, uh, you know, they're not any different that we've gone through over the past decades, but it's just happening a little bit faster and it's happening in a way that is kind of breaking some of the models that we've known. So, for example, in the in the uh, electric or energy generation model, uh, for over decades, we've had a very pretty stable model where we had large power plants that were uh, fueled by uh, coal, natural gas, nuclear, and, and a lot of the sources that we're used to. Uh, sometimes, uh, you know, people think that, that this is a, a big change that we're going through, but we've gone through these changes before. Uh, if it wasn't uh, coal to gas, uh, it was something that we've, we've done back in, uh, you know, 30 years ago is, is we built a lot of coal plants 30 years ago because we were getting rid of the fuels that we used that were, that were more efficient to go to coal 30 years ago after the uh, 1973 uh, uh, oil crisis. Now we're seeing more of technology advancements where we are, we are getting off of coal as a source of energy but we are having a bridge fuel uh, with natural gas units that we're putting in. 
but we're seeing more and more advancement in storage technology, you know, batteries, uh, solar generation, wind generation that we have. So we're looking at different sources economically that kind of fits our profile of our energy usage and what we need in order for us to sustain a reliable, uh, cost-effective uh, products that we're going to put out there. So we are seeing a lot of changes in, in, in our utilities, and it's exciting time for us to be in the middle of this change. Right, but you're a little unfazed. You've seen the changes before, which is good. It's, yes. Which is why your experience is, is beneficial too, because yes. you've gone through a lot of those already. Yes, yes. Yeah. We've seen changes uh, a lot, uh, different changes, different pace of change. So I just would say to people that don't be scared. Um, we, we, we have gone through these phases of changes and we will do this again successfully. And we're, we're, we're just about to uh, go through the uh, closure of Drake. And, and there's, there's some anxiety of people, uh, you know, making sure that, that where we're going is safe and reliable and all things. And I can assure everybody that's listening that, uh, I think I think we're going to be fine. You know, we're doing a lot of investments in infrastructure. We're putting a lot of uh, safeguards out there to make sure that the the gas units that we're putting in uh, they're as reliable or better. They're more flexible. They're more economical for us to be able to generate electricity. Make sure we're making that transition safely. Right. Okay. And. Yes, the technology gets better and better, which yes. is wonderful. So um, what do you see? I mean, there are a lot of exciting, positive things happening. But what do you see as your biggest immediate challenges? Um, you know, the things that you are looking forward to overcoming or, or that may be, um, you know, difficult changes or obstacles coming up. Yeah, one, one thing, uh, Jen, I, I would say is the constant amongst all these changes is boils down to having the right uh, human resources and, and, and the right people that are in place for this change to happen successfully. So I've seen different phases of the changes and, and every one of them, the common denominator is um, the, you know, the workforce, you know, how well they're trained, how well they're equipped and the leadership of that organization to make sure that uh, you know, the transitions are done properly and, and you have the leadership in place for this to happen uh, safely, you know, as we move through these phases. So I think the immediate challenge is for us to ma make sure uh, we don't neglect the fact that we have to recruit the brightest, the most motivated uh, employees. And we do have great, great workforce out there, uh, but we wanna make sure we don't uh, fall short on having that kind of a pipeline of uh, employees that are hired that are retained, they are trained properly, they are equipped properly, and they were ready to kind of conquer these challenges ahead. That's what I see immediate challenge that we want to make sure we focus on, and and then the rest of it is it just becomes a priority of how we kind of deploy these uh, different resources. Because I know you have a leadership team, you know, underneath you, and then how many? How big is utility? How many employees? And what what's the general structure? So we have we have uh, two thousand or so, uh, you know, employees of the utilities, uh, you know, anywhere from uh, you know planners, engineers, project managers, uh, drafting techs, uh, chemists, environmentalists, um, you know, environmental chemists, chemists, uh, you know, for the uh, water quality lab. Uh, we have the blue collar side from from uh, you know line series you know on electric gas. We have operators, truck drivers, uh, instrument technicians, machinists. 
I mean, we have the entire gamut of uh, backgrounds that we would you can imagine. And uh, great careers, great, great careers. opportunities. Yeah. And and a leadership, uh, you know, structured in a way that uh, kind of balances the the technical, um, you know, side of the organization, the engineering, the planning, and then the blue collar side with with all the operators and the and the uh, the technicians and the troubleshooters and the line series that we kind of maintain the day-to-day um, massive amount of infrastructure that we have to deliver the electrons and the water and the gas and the wastewater. So it takes a lot of resources behind the scenes 24-7 to maintain what we have. And we have great construction crews. We have great uh, uh, training programs. We have our own university for uh, you know making sure that our workforce is constantly trained on uh, technology on on things that they need to uh, be safe, you know, as they're doing their jobs. And one part of the structure that some people may not realize is that there's a utilities board. Can you speak about what they do? And sure. and that's also city council serves at the, as the utilities board. And I think some people don't realize that. Sure. Yeah. So our our utilities board acts as uh, the same as the city council, but they act in a different capacity when it comes to you know, uh, taking the utility affairs and the utility issues uh, governance structure, uh, but they are the same body, which makes it easy, easier for us to make sure that our policies are consistent, you know, when it comes to direction, when it comes to support. We have a great board, um, you know, Chair Williams uh, is, the, is the chair of our uh, board, uh, and he is also a council member, of course, but uh, that continue, continuity of issues and the policies is very important for us to make sure we're, we're setting the right priorities, we're funding the right uh, resources for us to be able to get the utility in a healthy position that will also support the other departments of the city. And we do have a great collaborative approach uh, with uh, public works, with the street uh, light issues uh, that we have with uh, the planning department with uh, other agencies of the of the city that we have to work together uh, to make sure that we are all uh, we're all pulling together as a city. I mean, it does seem obvious. Of course, you would want to. We say it all the time when public works is in the middle of a streets project or a paving project. They're working with utilities to make sure that everything is ready yes. um, and that street is ready to go in more ways than one. Um, and I think people just assume, yes, that needs to happen, and it does, but. That collaboration is—it's—it's it's a very good level of collaboration here. Would yes. you would you say? Would you characterize it? I mean, you've yes. been in another place, so what is it like here? The mayor yes. seems to think it's—it's it's good. It is. It is a great place. There's always room for improvement. You know, we That's we right. have to. It's a large, large agencies that are basically coming together on on a common good for the city, and I think we have some areas where we can learn from our are things that we could do better. But on overall, we have a great collaborative approach with the different agencies of, this, of, the, of the city and the utilities to make sure that the citizens are convenient in the inconveniences that we create because we're, we're in the middle of the street, you know, putting an infrastructure that minimize that, the traffic impacts, the things that, that, that the, uh, the day-to-day life of the citizens of the city uh, that they have to go about, you know, that's, we, we have, we have less impact as we're doing these improvements and additions and things like that. So there's a lot of collaborative approach between the agencies. We can do better, of course. And I'm going to say that we're going to always strive to work 
better together. Improve. Yeah. I mean, and I, I should qualify. I say that not because I'm saying, oh, how great we are and let me brag about it, but no. because in the end, it's important because it benefits the citizens of Colorado Springs. Yes. It benefits your everyday life, whether you think about it or not. It's usually good if you're not thinking about it. But yes. if that road project goes well, it's on time, it's completed quickly, it's all the better for everyone. Yes. And I go back to what I said that we want to be a behind the scenes. A uh, very, very minimal intrusion to the lives of the the the, the uh, citizens of the city, and we want to make sure behind the scenes everybody's doing their job. So we are kind of transparent when it comes to services and what we're providing, and everybody needs to go about their lives and and not worry about the the services that uh, when they flip the switch, the light should come on. When they turn the faucet on, the the water should run. Those are those should be just just expectations that every one of us should have. Yes. Um, what do you, I, I first asked you about the challenges, which is mean to start with the negative, but um, what, what do you love most about your job? Do you have a favorite part? What I love the most is, is the potential of where the city is going. And, and this, is, this is something that I think um, a, lot of, a lot of communities wish they have, that we, I think we have. We have gr- great leadership qualities of the city we have we have a governance structure that is actually working we have a uh, engagement that we've never seen in different areas of the of of places where they want to be uh, collaborative and they want to be inclusive and in when it comes to where the future is but i would say every day somebody's asking me what do you love about this this place is this place has so much potential the city of ours is so much ready to go to the next level of making sure, uh, you know, that the future is bright, you know, that we are not afraid of the future. We're not afraid of the change. We're not afraid of any of those things. We will move forward, uh, you know, without any fear, uh, but we will do it the right way. We will make sure everybody's voice is heard. We will make sure that the future is built on something that we could sustain. So I think I'm excited about the future of this, uh, this city and, and what we see the potential for us to be. And that kind of makes me wake up in the morning. Not, I can't wait to come to work. I, w- I want to be that, that position where every day is some, some, something that I would come to work and look forward to having an impact on the change that we're part of, we're all part of. Yeah, it's such an exciting time. It's true. It's really a fun time. So I want to I emphasize to folks that um, your website is a wonderful place to go for more information, right? If, they, if, if any of these topics, you know, uh, you'd like to m- know more about, that's a place to go, csu.org, and also follow Colorado Springs Utilities um, on social media. It's a wonderful place to stay up to date and also get some of those water-saving tips. You know, it's real hot right now. Yes. Um, and you guys, o- you guys offer some good ideas right that people want to know about yes any resources that they need i think our website is pretty good when it comes to information and any resources you need yes okay any last thoughts for everyone thank We're you happy to have you here thank you for having me and thank you for the conversation so i love these conversations we i wish we can do more of those but uh, thank you for having me and appreciate all the the thoughtfulness and the questions. Yes, we love having you. We're going to have to have you back since there's so much coming Anytime. up. Anytime. Okay. Anytime. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I'm, Thanks I'm for short listening. short distance away. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Thank you.